1: Live from New York, it's a show that's wishing you, from the bottom of my heart, from deep down, inside the log that I live in, a happy Groundhog Day. It's first things first. you things get it, bro? Yes, he but but it. Yeah. He used to be the Punxsutawney Phil of football. You told I mean, be too loud back. To yeah, are back. you? No, you didn't. And really? We're battling about who's a fictitious <laughs> football-predicting... <laughs> Groundhog? Today, are the 49ers trying to get in the referee's heads? And is Bosa, headed to the board. Meanwhile, Jim Harbaugh goes to press conferences and promises multiple championships. Does that mean Harbaugh is headed to the board? (laughs) And finally, LeBron calls out Embiid's critics. And podcasts as a medium. Yeah. I told you. I've been right all along on that. Uh, He's not headed to the board. No. Not headed to the board. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick. Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. Give me a take.
3: A lot from LeBron, including LeBron's agent announcing the Lakers won't be trading right. LeBron, which was quite the <laughs> I
4: power of the he's More than an agent. Yeah, my like, ah, darn it. malika <laughs> had a deal a
1: done. <laughs> the way it goes. We start with America's team. The Patriots, you might ask? No, I tried that. Didn't stick. The Cowboys? Well, maybe. The Chiefs? Yes, according to Bob Costas. Wow. Take a listen. I think the Chiefs now, it can safely be said, are America's team. The Dallas Cowboys have had that moniker for a long time, and they're still a glamour franchise, but they haven't been to the Super Bowl since the mid-90s. Okay. Have the Chiefs officially usurped the Cowboys as America's team?
4: Well, I love Bob Costas, absolute legend, but no. All right, the Chiefs are the new hotness.
1: New hotness? And
4: they'll remain hot. Throughout Patrick Mahomes' career or mm-hmm. prime, as long as they're he's great and they're continuing to chase Super Bowls and be in content for Super Bowls. But they are not America's team, Nick. I hate to say it. When Mahomes is gone, nobody outside of Missouri and Kansas will care about the Chiefs. Ouch. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are still America's team. Here we are 29 years later. 29 years after their last Super Bowl, and we're still talking about them virtually every day. Two days ago, we led the show with them, even though they had the worst playoff loss of their history. Yeah. All right, so the Cowboys are America's team. The, the Chiefs, Nick, are like the Jordan Bulls. The okay. Jordan Bulls ran America, right? I mean, it was, it was a circus for that decade or so, right? This is that's what Mahomes and got and, and the Chiefs are. But once Jordan was gone, yeah, there were a couple years where it's like, well, are the Bulls going to get together? Oh, they got Eddie Curry. Oh, they got Tyson Chandler. Yeah, don't but disrespect we, we don't, Tim
3: Floyd or Chicago <laughs> Bulls.
4: <laughs> right. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. we don't care about the Bulls Correct. anymore. It's true. And so there are three Americas teams oh. in my view. Okay. In in one in each sport. Yep. In baseball, it's the, the Yankees. Yankees. Correct. In basketball, it's the Lakers, and in in football, it is the Cowboys because they are this the glamour correct. franchises, and they got fans throughout the country. So
3: the and I'm gonna I agree with almost everything you said. I'm gonna add a few other layers as to why. And listen, you we we all love and respect Bob Costas. I don't think I've ever said it on the air, but I'll say it now. Uh, he was wildly influential in me becoming me when I was a little kid. I love the man, oh, he's, but he's dead wrong on this. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, they should be (laughs) what you wish. (laughs) They they should be. But they're so but they're not going to be. So for a number of reasons, one is kind of off to the side. There is all of a sudden this weird kind of gross political polarization about the chiefs because of Travis and Taylor and a, i don't know maybe 20% of the country just being like i hate them right. so like that that immediately makes it difficult for them to become america's team the other reason is because they don't have a great history like dallas did Dallas had been good throughout large swaths of NFL history. The Chiefs went to a Super, super Bowl four, 1 and 4 right. and then were not there again. Now they had decent regular They're pretty seasons. good way back. The, yeah, well, before that's what I'm talking about. Super Well, yeah, in yeah, the and AFL era and right. the, yes, but they have no they didn't have any like a basis of of fans across the country like the Cowboys did when the Triplets came in because you had people that were Starhawk and Landry fans right. and, and the branding of it. Also The Cowboys in the 90s had a real rival, and I think that made it more compelling and made it more of a nationwide story because you had the Niners, another glamour franchise. Mm -hmm. They were playing them in the conference championship game every year. The Niners beat them, and then they won a Super Bowl. Then the Cowboys came back and got their third. So there was a better storyline to it. And if if it were just about success – The Patriots would have been America's team at one point. And I know we joked about it, but. And the Patriots (laughs) maybe could have been, but because of Belichick's kind of surliness and not embracing it, and because people turned on them, not for political reasons, but because of the cheating, they were never going to be. And so, and I'm not trying to overblow the cheating, but for some people, they were like, that. that, It it made them kind of like the bad guys. Yeah, exactly right. And so, I. Here's what I do where I think. Bob might be right eventually. I do wonder, depending on how long Patrick can keep this going, if they become America's kids team. If for everybody who well, had like kids right were young now, kids and but that. but in ten years Wouldn't young kids adults? are going to be adults, you know what I mean? And so I do wonder if if he because Patrick is so exciting and right. they're so good that I wonder if in that regard maybe the Taylor thing can also help where you bring in maybe young kids that are that are big pop culture or you know, music fans. So well, I think eventually and, and they it could will Nick, have but, they will
4: have kids those young kids you're talking about growing up throughout the country who are Chiefs fans, and then their kids become Chiefs fans. Yep. And all I, that. I, Pittsburgh I was never America's team, as great
1: as they were. That's right. The, the great can dynasty. I push back on that? Because I saw this with Brady. When Brady went to the Bucks, there's Bucks jerseys in New England because you just follow the guy. And I don't know if that's a generational shift. Like, oh, I grew up, you know, rooting for Mickey Mantle, and I became a Yankees fan of my kid. Like, I understand that. But I wonder now if – I'll give you an example of the biggest star in America right now, LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'll ask random people if like, they like the show. A few and far between, but every once in a while I run into somebody. And i say, well, who do you like in basketball? And a lot of times they'll say, I'm a LeBron guy. Right. They don't yeah. say the Lakers or the Knicks. Lot. They'll be like, I'm a LeBron guy. And then sometimes they say, I'm a Nick Wright guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like a
1: proxy for being a LeBron. So I wonder if it's just Mahomes will be independent Yeah, but I
3: think that happens more often in – basketball because guys move around
2: and because right and because, the, right, like and because
3: right. the league markets their stars the way it does. Brady, I understand that Favre, Manning and Brady all, you know, move- Rodgers too now moved at the but end. Old, mm-hmm. right. But they and so th- there's no scenario where Patrick Mahomes bounces from team to team the way LeBron did. Mm-hmm. So he will be to me inextricably tied with the Chiefs the way Brady is. You were saying this on Twitter Wilds that When people were talking about the Chiefs dynasty versus the Patriots, they were bringing up the seventh ring somewhat often, even though the Patriots don't have that. They
4: feel like ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. He's their guy. We took an L there. (laughs) Um,
1: The final note, Chiefs did set the AFC Conference Championship ratings record. 55.47 million people watch it. And second place was 13 years ago. So it's not just like, well, there's a new media environment. It's another. Mahomes helps. He's
4: so exciting and fun to watch. Man. Yeah. People well, want to tune in. Okay. of no doubt.
1: Success of this show. Mahomes. <laughs> all, uh, all right. We are eight minutes and thirty-eight seconds into the program, which means it's time to talk about whether or not Brock Purdy is a game manager. This time it's Jerry Rice weighing in. Again? Take a listen. Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Supposed to be that uh, I guess that game manager, that's what they keep saying. But I feel like he's that elite quarterback, and I i think, uh, you know, we have a chance. Well, <laughs> every time there's a Brock Purdy compliment. No,
4: what? I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to gloat anymore over what? these elite, awesome yeah. athletes saying Brock Purdy What elite. a Super because,
1: Bowl win make Purdy elite. And,
4: and look, you're going to scoff, but I'm consistent. I will say no. And
3: remember, what, what did I say for Dak? Bru I, I is on the record on this regarding right. Dak. That's my first note. There you yeah, go, I, right.
4: Because I said Dak needs multiple, multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. All right. And, and here's why I'm saying it. Well nuanced. done,
3: bro. He thought he was going to get me. He thought he was going to get me. I didn't me. think I was going to get you, but it was on the board that I might get you. And I might have even had the producers pull a piece I'm of tape. I'm surprised. You don't, you, guys oh, don't need, you don't even need to run it. Brew, Brew covered his I own knew it. bases. Go well, ahead. I knew it was coming. Go ahead. Nick, I <laughs>
4: believe when a God, guy is God. elite, yeah. when you're elite, virtually everybody agrees you're yes. elite. Yes. Right? Like, it
3: might not be a full That's 100%. A but it's 90, mid-90, something. It's the old Mad Dog test for are you a Hall of Famer. If you have to think about it, no. That's, I, that, that's what Mad but, Dog right. Russo would always say. Like, if you and, have and to and think a about it, old, no, you're yep. not. But go ahead.
4: I think there's four elite quarterbacks. And oh, you wow. might disagree. But I think uh, Mahomes, obviously, Josh Allen, Burrow, and Lamar.
3: That is exactly Now, people right.
4: can bring up playoffs, but we're talking regular season, career, mm. those are the four elite guys. And obviously, Burrow has to stay healthy. Then Dak, I, I, we talked about Dak, C.J. Stroud. We got to see it for another year. I mean, we It looks like we're on the same page. Now, what I do think about Purdy. Is if he wins this Super Bowl, I I think some guys grow into being elite. Mahomes, elite right away. Brady yep. did. Elway, Brady, you know, well, no, Brady, Brady. grew into Brady, saying. Yes. Montana, Drew Brees. They all grew into sure. being elite. I do believe, if especially if they win the Super Bowl, but I'm leaning this way, whether they win it or not. I think Brock Purdy is going to grow into being elite, to where three, four, or five years from now, he's just viewed
3: as an elite A guy. top five quarterback in that yeah, vicinity. Yeah,
4: yeah, in that, yeah. Because yeah, right I'm, now he's tier two. I mean, if you have those guys with Mahomes, if you don't want to separate Mahomes. So, yeah, I, I, look, I, you know who else cross, cross sport? Doesn't, not similar in terms of the way they play or anything like that. Is, is Jalen
3: Brunson elite? Oh, my God. Ramsey's <laughs> going to brush the stage.
4: <laughs> we God. would say no. But he is having yes. a fantastic well, season, the club and he may test. grow. The, right, is he right. he's not in club superstar. No. But could he, could, could he grow? Could he grow into, into that? Yeah. Possibly. And that's
3: the, that's where Purdy is. So, okay, so the brew, well, just brilliantly done. Was, I appreciate every, every little
4: read <laughs> uh, no, Every little booby <laughs> trap no, set
3: I, for me. I would never. You're my partner. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm disappointed when you flip-flop. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I wrote this down: my elite quarterbacks—Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar, Allen—and then I had dot 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 with question marks with Stafford and CJ Stroud as the d- and next two guys. But I don't think you can really have and Herbert more elite than,
4: talent. Uh, yeah,
3: but not, not there. yet. Right. And, and so, talent, so, but here's talent. so here's what so Wilds, I'm so glad you did that. This is actually working out <laughs> because everybody knows where I stand on this. Yeah, and on and off the air. I can't figure out where you stand on what her on who Herbert? No, oh. Brock Purdy. Oh yeah. And so I would like to ask you. I'm going to give you Purdy or for a quarterback, oh. and just say who you think like. Well, do you think Purdy's elite with a Super Bowl win?
1: Can I? Can I? Before I answer it, and then I'll play the game. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I understand. I have been wrestling with my own inconsistency. <laughs> yeah. Because seated next to Mister Inconsistency. Oh, excuse me. And. Seated so next to what? Mr. Consistent. Jesus. Right, I was talking about.
3: You might as well spit in my I'm face.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. And who is occasionally consistent, but a lot of times Because you got to look at the data. I am a lot of cogent analysis. Yeah, cogent analysis. Yeah, cogent analysis. Sometimes I've wrestled with stuff. it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get to where I'm at on Brock Purdy. Part of me thinks that Brock Purdy is like an artist who only works, It does one thing. You know what I'm saying? He goes to a yeah. museum, and it's like, oh, he can do that. Like, hey, can you paint a portrait? And you're like, nah, I don't really do portraits. I kind of yeah. do this kind of thing. And are, there are some great people. Yeah, there. but like, but it, but he's not able to do other stuff. So that's when we play like the trading game. But he won't. He wouldn't do well drawing a well, portrait because he just does his own unique Brock Purdy thing. I think that's
4: fair. Like I, I, as much as I like Purdy, and I, I think yeah. you guys all agree he's way better than Garoppolo. Yeah, but. I, I'm not totally positive that if he just went to a bad team, that he's all he's turning them around and they're but going it to be great. also, doesn't matter. That's the no, weird it, it part. No, it doesn't. So, matter so, that's,
3: for so next that, so that is where that the it doesn't matter is where. We have a fundamental disagreement on how we like to consume, discuss and think about sports. Okay. I actually think it's what matters the most because I am really fascinated in the ultimate team game with trying to figure out how good individual pieces are because it gives me, in my brain, it's one of the reasons I get so, and we're going to talk Belichick later, mm. I one of the reasons the quarterback wins thing and the count the rings thing going to the NFL is so bothersome for me is because then you're almost tied to the idea that if a coach and a quarterback were together, for, like Brady and Belichick were, they both must end up being the greatest of all time. Because they both have the records. You understand what I mean? Sure. And, even if, and now they both do happen to be they arguably so the greatest of all time. But even if somebody was 80-20 in one guy's favor, if we're just going to give them both the quarterback wins, the, mm-hmm. the, that, the count the ring stuff. So I am fascinated with the idea of, okay, how good is the guy in this system? But also how good is he independent of it? How good would someone else be in this system? A guy, you mentioned Justin Herbert. Yeah. I believe, it, to, to the marrow of my bones, that if Justin Herbert had played the last five years in San Francisco, that we might not be talking about it, the Chiefs being the team of the era, that it might be two, or maybe the Niners would have been overwhelming in the NFC, and that would make us look at Herbert so differently as opposed to a guy who hasn't reached his potential. Systems matter. And so, so that, that's what I was trying to ask you. Yeah. Like, who do you think's better? Not who would you rather, who do you think's better? I'll give you some names. Brock Purdy or Justin Herbert? I mean, I, exactly. Brock Purdy or C.J. Stroud? The same reason that we like, well,
1: C.J. Stroud didn't have all the weapons. Brock Purdy
3: or Jordan Love? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy or Joe Burrow?
1: Well, Joe Burrow. Oh, oh, oh. well, I mean, I I'm taking a little college wrestling. Burrow resume. had great—you take Burrow,
4: but Burrow's had—he he emerged when uh, he had Jamar uh, Chase and all these great yeah, weapons. Burrow's got like, a well, bunch of great the, weapons, Joe too. Joe Mixon
3: is a really good Let me, Let me ask one more. Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? I like Jalen still. Okay, so all right, so that's an argument. So that's that's a a legit argument. But so the reason I was doing this exercise is because I do feel like a lot of people who are looked at as Brock Purdy supporters think they are a, a degree off from where I am which is if you actually put pencil to paper and rank the quarterbacks, which I did the other day, I have him 15th. I think if you did it, you would have him 13th. And yet this goal you know, exists. But, but you know this, Nick, from
4: in your list, and yeah. probably 6 to 13 is in flux. Like Jalen Hurts, had he won that Super Bowl last year, and they were close, everybody would have said he's elite. And then look at this year. Like, we're not saying he's elite right now. Now, he may yep. show us he is down in the future, but we're not saying that. And that there's other than those four, that, that this is where we're at. Everybody's kind of so next year, the fifth best quarterback might be somebody that's 10th this year. Like I said, to me, Purdy's emerging. You know, it's an interesting one for you to think about is Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, three fantastic years yep. with Mike Martz in St. Louis. And after that totally fell off, had the one year in Arizona where they went to the Super Bowl, that's, didn't win it. But they were ten and seven.
3: Yeah, but I he think,
4: got a losing record outside of those three years for his whole still, career. The, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Fame so he's without that
3: Arizona year, I think his Hall of Fame case would have been really tough. Now he had two
4: MVPs.
1: But
3: so that but yeah.
4: that's uh, a all
1: right, so the question for you before we move on real quick. <sighs> We're going to save it for next week. Please. Okay. Yeah. We next week, tune into the show, mm-hmm. and we're going to nail that question. Uh, finally, let the mind games begin. The 49ers want to remind everyone of this non-holding call in the last 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl. Nick Bosa and Jed York not so quietly telling the referees and the narrative makers to be on the lookout. Take a listen. Taylor's,
3: I think, leaves the NFL with a ton of penalties. Anything stand out when you watch him?
0: They hold a lot. I remember Nick Bosa getting held on his third line
1: <laughs> and that not getting called. Okay, so now before you, okay, before you go crazy,
3: I'm not going crazy. This
1: is from Josh. The Chiefs' O line had 20 holding penalties in the regular season. Yes, most in the NFL. Yeah, that's so really what Bosa is that?
3: Just said, really? How many in the Super Bowl? Jed York's whining about five years later. Grow <laughs> up, man. They're whining about a non-call. And by the way, ask any of the internet refs. Offensive linemen, penalty experts, that thing he's whining about from the Super Bowl five years ago was not a hold. But I also would like to take this opportunity to set the record straight on some things because the toxic cesspool that is the internet that turned this football season into people just being missed penalty hawks and this idea that, oh, the fix has been in for Kansas City for years is nonsense. First of all, Since Mahomes has gotten there, show me the data. There has not been a single year... That the Chiefs were even above average in penalty yardage differential. His first year and this year, second worst, meaning they had more penalties called against them than they had called in their favor. Now, you might say, well, that's because the Chiefs commit a bunch of penalties, but I'll debunk that in a moment. But where did this idea turn that
1: into a that positive something? No, you're
3: a highly penalized team? Yeah, well, it's that's just, well, it's multi multi layered that I will There's explain difference. in a moment. Okay, but it's reason. the idea that the refs are in the bag for Kansas City, the data doesn't back that up. So where did it start? With two accurately called penalties. One, you might not like it, but that is a flag in the NFL a hundred times out of a hundred, except if it's Justin Fields, unfortunately. They let him get hit all uh, as much as anybody in the league. And then the next game, a penalty that on the initial Fox replay didn't look good. And then on the actual replay looked obvious, and the guy, this one here, yep. and the guy admitted to after the game, yes. people said, well, well, the fix is in. And then could we debunk it this year? Well, I don't know. Could we have the, an egregious game-sealing missed call go against them? Okay, what was that an outlier event, this missed call? Nope. Show me the Chiefs' opponents' penalties this season. Oh. The second fewest flags and the third fewest yards. So every team, when they play the Chiefs that week amazingly, just stops committing penalties. That's a wild coincidence. And then you add to it. There have been two in the 12 postseason games that have been played. There have been two touchdowns wiped off the board due to penalty. Who did they both happen to? The Kansas City Chiefs. So this idea... That, the, that you need to pre-warn the officials because the fix is going to be in for the Chiefs is toxic internet nonsense. And the fact that Nikki Bosa and Jed York are trying to feed into it is pathetic.
4: Look, quickly, I, I don't agree that the fix is in. I, I'm with you on that. that. That's ridiculous. All right, the fix is in. Jed York, yeah, five years ago, who cares? This is a fact, though, Nick. Jawan Taylor yes. led the league in penalties. No doubt. He had seven more penalties than the second-nearest guy. All right? Jawan. There are four guys that led the league in holding with seven. Two of them are Chiefs, Jawan yeah. Taylor and Trey Smith. So, I mean, Nick Bosa, I don't mind him saying. He's stating the fact. Jed York, yeah. he. And, and even if they're playing some gamesmanship, hey. Bill Jackson used to do it all the time. You know, put it in the referee's ears, yeah. make them think about it. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think the just, fix is in, but they do hold. No, but the, when and I they, say these the, two linemen but, on that right side, no, hold And, right. by the
3: way, Donovan Smith, the left tackle, historically has got a lot of holding penalties. Yeah. We missed games this year. That part's true. But the idea that the Chiefs get every yeah. flag and every whistle, which no. is just rampant across the NFL universe, that idea, the facts don't back it up. Luckily, though, and most importantly, Dusty, the board, oh, please. Dusty. We now finally have some legitimate <laughs> Niners on the board. Okay, I've got so Jed York. I didn't even have the you know the this is Jed York. If you guys didn't know who he was, we just did a crying emoji. Because okay. give me a break, man. Grow up, Jed York. And then Nikki Bosa. I understand. So, Nikki Bosa, you're you know you're an excellent player. I get it. The crying about stuff from years ago, I could do without. You're also on the board. Mm -hmm. Bobby Stroop, Mahomes' trainer, has already made sure Patrick's aware of all this. So don't you worry about it. There it is. Two (laughs) Niners, including team ownership, on the board. Pretty good. The board is looking great. Well, yeah, a lot of eliminations. And now we got the Jed, Nick. uh, Don't worry, some other people are coming. Pretty good. My guess would be Fred Warner will say something. Really? Really? That's my guess. Oh, yeah. About Kelsey?
0: Getting ready to take on spring?
5: As we celebrate Black History Month here on FS1, I'd like to recognize Alice Coachman. Born in the segregated South in Albany, Georgia, back in 1923, Coachman faced numerous challenges to compete in organized sports, both based on her gender and the color of her skin. Despite this, Alice went on to break multiple high school and college high jump records throughout her youth. She was also the only American woman to win a gold medal In the 48 Olympic Games, upon returning home, Coachman became the first black female athlete to endorse an international product as she became a spokesperson for Coca-Cola. She was ultimately inducted into the National Track and Field Hall of Fame in 1975 and the US Olympic Hall of Fame in 2004. It's the exploits of great American athletes like Alice Coachman that should never be forgotten as we celebrate their accomplishments, not just here in February, but all year long.
1: Welcome back to the show. Jim Harbaugh, fresh off of a national championship appetizer, is hungry for the Super Bowl main course. Now, in the history of the NFL, only 13 coaches have won multiple Super Bowl rings. We might as well make that 14, because here comes Harbaugh and Herbert. Take a listen.
6: One thing I know is... Is uh, Los Angeles, Southern California. Uh, They respect talent, effort, and winning, and um, and it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Uh, And that's we're going to be humble and hungry, uh, but you know that's our goal. Mm, Okay.
1: It's good to have goals. Yeah, talent, effort, and winning. uh, Yeah, Southern California. Yeah, that's I'm it. I'm from the Northeast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hate it. Oh. Uh, all right, your reaction.
3: <laughs> Let, no, it's good to have goals and lofty goals. Yeah. Like, I, I would like to one day – Compete on actual Jeopardy, not celebrity Jeopardy action. There you go. Wilds would like to one day take over for Pat Sajak. Brew one day would like to win a cap roping competition, Cowboy Brew. There's all, (laughs) we all have goals. We all have things we want to do. It doesn't mean they're realistic. Mm -hmm. And so let's just, the first step to winning a championship, he's talking about. Not a division championship, right? He's talking about like the Super Bowl, yeah. but you probably you never would want know. to win the division like first. McCarthy. So let's just, yeah, let's just see how the Chargers have looked compared to, you know, the Chiefs in the division. So the Chiefs have more playoff wins the last three weeks than the Chargers in the last 15 years. So they have some work to do. But luckily, the Chargers now, you know, have a real head coach and some stability. So let's just see how the division has looked since Mahomes gotten there as they have tried to chase him down. So it has oh, like been this. almost $2 billion in free agency. He's the 13th coach. They've beaten Mahomes six times in 36 chances. Actually, only five times in 35 chances because he missed one of those games. They have zero divisional titles and one total playoff win. So that's everybody. And you can be like, oh, well, it's different because this is Jim Harbaugh. Well, since Mahomes got there, the Raiders hired a Super Bowl-winning head coach in John Gruden. He's gone. And the Broncos just hired a Super Bowl-winning head coach in Sean Payton, and he's moving off the quarterback that they were supposed to work together with. So I, I think the goal is nice. I, don't think, I think they are more likely to never win the division than they are to win a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, and much less multiple. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have goals, and I like hardball, but
6: give me a break. So when you were talking about participating in Jeopardy!, you just wanted yeah. to win one show? What?
3: I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I no don't percent. need. A, I don't need a Tim Jennings esque dynasty. <laughs> but I think yeah. you'd
6: want to win more than one show. Well, baby. yeah, you know, ideally, sure. Yeah. A mm-hmm. he, here's the thing with Jim is he's won everywhere he's been, right? He won at San Diego. He went to Stanford. He won there. He goes to the 49ers. They're yeah. six and ten next year. They're they're thirteen and three. Uh, wins at Michigan, wins a national championship at Michigan. Michigan had been down for a long time and and there's obviously challenges coming into that division, but there were challenges when he was at San Francisco coming into that division. Seattle was very good at the time, Arizona had gotten a a lot better and a lot of people didn't think that he could do it there. So if you look at what his track record has been of turning programs around, I think it's pretty strong And, and I think it speaks for itself. And those numbers are compelling so if he does win multiple championships, oh, yeah. that's going to be even more impressive. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's challenges, obviously, with Reed and, and Mahomes, and then you've yeah. got Sean Payton. There's all those those things there. But Jim has shown a consistent track record to go into programs that have been down and turn them around. So I don't see why this is out of the realm of possibility. I don't like it. Do I. I
4: love oh, this. Coach. Oh, no. I coach, this no sends bro. a message to everybody bro. on that roster. We don't concede anything to the Chiefs. Yeah, they're great. Hungry and Mahomes humble. is awesome, right. But we don't concede anything. We're coming, all right? Okay, and I, here's the thing. Buddy, when he got to Michigan, when, when he got to Michigan, I don't think he said this. But had he said, we're going to win the national championship. We would have felt the same way. We could have drawn up the same historical dad and said, Michigan had, has never won an outright championship, or at least not since the 40s. All right? And so how are they going to beat an SEC team? Yeah, you might You might win the Big Ten and beat Ohio State. Stop thinking you're going to beat Alabama or Georgia. And they went ahead and did it. And look, I think he's looking at Justin Herbert. I mean, if you watch more, I'm sure you guys did more of the press conference. He was just love Justin Herbert. He's saying – I took the Niners from 6 and 10 to 13 and 3 in my first year with Alex Smith. Alex I weighed a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I got Justin Herbert and Elite Talent. I... It's on. So I, I love
1: it. All right. Here's a rule of the show. And it, it, it's a trickle-down effect from Mr. Consistency seated to my right. In general, this show has one mantra where we don't like empty promises. It's been true for multiple people arriving in new spots. When Aaron Rodgers said, that trophy looks lonely, we said, we don't like that. When Sean McDermott hung up the Super Bowl banner in the practice facility, we all said, we don't like that. Then when Sean Sean Payton said the Jets are trying to win the preseason, we were like, yeah, Sean Payton. He's like, and I'll be pissed off if we don't make the playoffs. We said, no, 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 we don't like that. (laughs) But all of a sudden... This guy, because he went to Michigan and delivered a national championship That's a big deal. to you and your daughters, all of a sudden, goes, yeah, I got a lot of money for it. that yeah. When I'm Micah Parsons says, I'm yeah. thinking about the Super Bowl, we say, Think about the next play, Micah. Yeah. But well, yeah. well, why they does he it, get a pass? Because of it. his
4: track record. Micah's okay, playing mean, for a team that hadn't been to the Super Bowl in 29 years. I mean, Harbaugh delivered in San Francisco. No, not in No, he didn't. Hold on. If you're we talking... Got
3: I'm wait, just saying, he they did not they got say, here. wait he a minute. He didn't win the Super Bowl. I, I, and, I didn't, I, and I like Harbaugh. I like Harbaugh a lot. I think he's a very good coach. But that what Coach described of his track record of winning by this standard is failure at every place, except Michigan. So, no. No,
4: it's
6: it's, it's, uh, multiple.
3: Well, I mean, if 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 the standard is multiple, then yes. But if it's say Michigan, no. Maybe I'll
6: go back. Okay, okay, but second. San
3: Francisco, like so, he turned (laughs) programs around and they overachieved. But it wasn't this. And I listen. I have been pals. Can we show the tweet? Jim Harbaugh and I have been mutual admirers of each other. For seven years, thank you, Coach Harbaugh, which is why. <laughs> I mean, this is a great tweet. This was weeks into this show existing, and Jim Harbaugh was watching you and sending out Michigan great tweets back then. Um, no, this was actually about social justice, and I like Jim Harbaugh, okay. which is why this is so painful. Dusty, the board. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't. The board is just. I, a good I have to do to it, Dusty. We need, we need other side of the board. The Turn board. it around. The please. Appetite. This is, crazy. is for the first time. The 2024 uh, board. board has <laughs> our first what? edition. What? What? Coach Jim Harbaugh, welcome to the division and welcome to the bulletin board. The Chiefs have real ammo already for next season. Multiple championships? Wow. Within the AFC <laughs> yep. West? Yep.
0: Well
4: here hear it at wow. the point. great. They don't have to win the division to, to get those multiple championships. Okay.
1: Uh, Dak Prescott ran into the non-tomato can Packers, which ended his Super Bowl run. But the game is still on his mind, Brew. He tweeted out this this morning. Just the program. (laughs) And And, turned off replies. Yeah, there's no replies. (laughs) You can either like it or retweet it. But don't ask me what it's about. And certainly don't (laughs) criticize me. Uh, What do you make of this?
6: This this strikes me as being, my niece tells me, like on Pinterest, they have vision boards. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Manifest oh, yeah. things in the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It's like he's manifesting a Super Bowl oh, somewhere that. in his future. Maybe he's been on Pinterest with the free time that he's Pinterest. had. And I would have got a Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that would have been the logical.
4: I also would have thought he could have got some, you know, they could have done some gra- mess with the graphics and made it next year's Super Bowl. No, oh, that maybe no chance to put the block. Cowboys in the Would have liked that all of a sudden? No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, it I, I'm at a loss. Uh, LeBron with the hourglass had me just before. So I have no idea what this is. I, I, I don't know what in the world this is. I, I have I, I mean, have no it's, idea. Zach,
3: you, you, do you know what it reminded me of? The, it's the Twitter version of Russell Wilson sitting in the box watching Brady and Mahomes uh, uh, with Goodell. Right? Like basically uh, that went, didn't go well. No, I know that didn't. That I don't think right. that's – no, I, but, that's, but it didn't remind me of it in that regard, like he's going to ask to leave Dallas, but saying, gosh darn it, this is what I want. This is where I think I deserve to be where I should be. Deserves the wrong word, but where I should be mm-hmm. right now and I'm not, as additional motivation for him. It is, you know, it is odd, but I think that's the kindest reading. I mean, Russ is cool. Oh yes.
2: I mean,
3: yes,
4: I don't think <laughs> It wasn't just yeah. a trade.
2: Okay, quick math. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF.
0: Joel Embiid
3: out. No, you an can't amount, let me have nothing, Wild. I'm out of time. It's going to be amazing. Big w.
1: <laughs> MRI revealed a meniscus injury to his left knee. Kaminga fell on Embiid in Golden State. This after Embiid had missed games in Portland and Denver, which he was roundly criticized for. That criticism unfair, according to LeBron. Where are all the media outlets, TV media personalities, hot takes that talk so much poop emoji about Joel Embiid missing those games? When he knew what he was dealing with, now he's out with an injury because of it. Not one person has gone back on TV or their dumbass podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> and apologize to that man. No accountability. Now, two things. One, his knee was flaring up, which is why he's at but Kaminga did fall on his knee. And two, don't forget that the league yeah, fined the six or seventy-five thousand for not. Putting him on the injury report, and he hadn't played in Denver since 2019. That's where the criticism came from. But LeBron is fired up about the criticism. Yeah, he should mention the league in
4: there too, because like you said, they fined him 75 grand, and we're all we hate that Embiid's hurt. All right, no question about that. So, but LeBron should look at the league. All right, and the Sixers. Okay, the Sixers. If indeed they knew. He was hurt. They didn't put him on an injury report, but they knew he, now there's reports out that he's been dealing with this all year. If the Sixers knew that MB was hurt and he knew he was hurt and shouldn't be playing, the Sixers should have protected him from himself. Even if he was thinking, either I'm getting criticized, so I want to play, or I want to get to my 65 games, so I want to play, they should have saved him from himself. Or Joel has to be stronger than to react to media criticism. So if, he's, if he was only going out there to play because, oh, man, they're killing me because I didn't play against Joker again, he's got to be stronger than that. So I would just say to LeBron, first look at the league, then look at the Sixers, and Embiid has to be stronger to, enough to not
3: react to what the media are saying about All right. Him. I'm, I must admit I'm a little confused. Here's why I'm confused. So I, I'll, we've referenced this before. I'll reference it again. Anthony Davis the year the Lakers are the defending champs first round against Phoenix he hurts his groin in the playoff series chuck starts calling him street clothes he you know what i mean he then is like i'm going to play yeah. starts a game can't move no. you know what i mean it was it was ridiculous that was a clear he and he could have made it worse the only reason he didn't was cuz they pulled him out so quickly i i'm not a doctor but are we saying That if Joel Embiid was fully healthy, that Kaminga falling on his knee like that, he would have been fine. I I guess I'm saying this feels to me like an odd coincidence that Joel Embiid was playing Maybe through some pain he normally wouldn't either because of the criticism or because he really wanted the MVP or because he's like you know what this year I'm going to fight right. through it for whatever the reason was. And while that was going on, right. he's on the ground and somebody falls right on his leg. Yep. I and again one of the internet doctors can tell me no because he's hurt it made it more susceptible. And he I was clearly know.
4: before that happened if you watch some of the yes. game his knee it buckled one time he was just yep. running. Under Under the basket and it actually buckled so he was clearly he was clearly
3: trying to play through pain now whatever the reasoning was whether it was for his own reasoning peer pressure media pressure awards whatever but he got hurt because a dude fell on him and so I I understand LeBron's general frustration to me that what this tweet could have made more sense applied to is potentially Tyrese Halliburton Mm -hmm. in a different regard which is we put in this rule about 65 games for the All NBA team, while also having Tyrese Halliburton's contract can go from 200 million to 240 million if he makes the All NBA team. We did the 65 games to avoid load management. Tyrese has a real injury. That should that injury cost him 40 million? That seems a little unfair. But I don't, I don't totally understand this part, to be honest, with us.
1: And you don't think Tyrese will just start checking into games?
3: I think that'll probably cost him the All NBA team anyway. You know what I mean? or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. A happy Groundhog Day. Wow. Look, Brew,
0: look. Coming up next, it's the hottest segment in all of
1: all sports. <laughs> it's Upset Alert. <laughs> why can't I? Yeah, I, mean, you, I know you I your your no, you No, Brew is yeah, over the changed. playoffs
3: in Upset Alert.
1: Check in on the GOAT coach. Uh, When he left Foxborough, there were seven jobs open for Bill Belichick, and now there's zero. Two interviews in Atlanta, some interest in Washington, some jobs he didn't want, but the bottom line is Belichick wanted a job and he didn't get one. That settles the GOAT debate for the Ravens' Marlon Humphrey. The greatest coach of all time did not get hired out of six head coaching jobs open. I think that debate can be put
3: to rest now. Maybe.
1: Your reaction, Nick?
3: I mean, it doesn't help. And I don't think that's deniable. He wants to keep coaching. Nobody wanted him this time around. If he never gets another job, it will not help him in the greatest coach of all time discussion, which I don't... He wanted the Shula record for a reason, right? Like, there is. he's the one that wants that record. It's very clear. So the question I would ask you is this. What if he doesn't finish with the most wins of his own era? Like... Who, right now, who is the greatest coach of all time? Is it uh, if it's not Belichick? Is it Lombardi? Is it Shula? Is it Walsh? For the so one of those, if if one of Bills, because we can show you, I and mean, this is not me arguing Andy Reid's going to be the goat coach. This is me showing you this to show you Andy Reid, as far as the it wins, kinda is. No, 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 no. It's to show. No, it's really not though, because it's to show you he's closer than you think on the wins stuff. Yeah, you're right. That he's six playoff wins shy of Bill which I think will shock people. He's 44 regular season wins away, which means four seasons. Like, do we think Andy's going to coach four more seasons? If he does coach and Bill doesn't coach again, Andy's going to pass him in that stuff.
4: But now, it, yeah, but I think most people look at it, the Super Bowls.
3: I, I understand, If he I, gets
4: close. Yeah, well, I mean, it, but
3: the, and so I just, I do think that him wanting to coach and no one wanting to hire him is an interesting wrinkle in this discussion. And I didn't see it coming. I thought teams would fire their coach to hire.
6: Mm. I'm not really sure what Marlon Humphreys' axe to grind is. <laughs> and when you look at it, so Marlon Humphreys played in six playoff games. Bill's won six Super Bowls. <laughs> he's He's been to nine Super Bowls. He won two Super Bowls as a coordinator, went to another co- uh, Super Bowl. So what's that? What do we got? Eight Super Bowl yeah, wins. and Yeah, and 12 I mean, appearances. I'm we'll just keep. Yeah. Adding him up. And, and I think that the danger that you get into when you take this approach is okay, so if you're saying that it's only the quarterback, so what's Marlon Humphrey saying about his quarterback? Saying his quarterback's not very good? What's Marlon Humphrey saying about his head coach? Saying his head coach's not very good? <clears throat> what's Marlon Humphrey saying about his contribution to the overall team? Because if it's just the quarterback, then Marlon Humphrey's contribution couldn't have been very, very good. I think Bill wanted to continue coaching. Want to know why? Because he's coached for 40 nine consecutive years which is the most by any coach in the history of the nfl this is what he knows and so he wanted to continue doing what he's doing but he's going to be 72 years old and he comes with a lot of uh you're going to have to succeed or give up a lot of power so it's it's not an easy package to just fit into your organization so to make this big grand declaration about him not being in the greatest of all time and and i know andy's approaching it but we'll see.
4: I'm going to take a stab at what Marlon Humphrey's axe to grind might be. I, I think there are players around the league. We all know that people have talked about how in New England under Belichick. It wasn't fun. All right. That's one. Yeah, It wasn't fun. We, OK, so there's that. Secondly, Belichick getting rid of players earlier, you know, rather than paying guys who'd helped him win Super Bowls. He got rid of them early before he had to pay them. And then the cheating scandals. So I think players may or and I'm not saying all of them, but some guys look at that. That's all. I don't know what else Marlon Humphrey could be referring to, but he doesn't like that. And so, like you said, he's latching on the oh Belichick, not even 500 without Brady. And Nick, I think for the legacy piece, I think Belichick has an out. I get it if he's not hired, but he's 72. His coach said or about to be 72 in April. That's an out. Like that's not only an out for a team to say, man, we we didn't hire Belichick because of his his age. It is an out for him because he can say or, you know, if you get in an argument about it, you say he's 72. Nobody's going to hire a guy 72 years old to lead their team long term. So I think that's an out for him in the GOAT debate. If it ever comes I
1: could, to that. I could see that. Seattle hired the youngest coach of all. Of in If he was 52, it'd
4: be a whole different ball game. Then yeah. it's like, oh, wow, they don't want Belichick.
3: Well, shouts at Vrabel. Well, the, <laughs> I, I guess the <laughs> point that I would days. make is Andy Reid's not a young coach. Andy Reid's been, co- been head coach in this league for 25 years. Yeah. Bill Belichick was a head coach in this league for 29 years. If they end up. With the similar wins resume, say Belichick has one more Super Bowl than him. And it's like when Andy Reid was in his golden years, he was considered the best coach in football. While Andy was considered the best coach in football, no team would hire Bill. That is going to be somewhere on the Are we scale. ever going
6: to talk about head-to-head? What? Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: from New York. It's the show that still thinks Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. It's the second hour of First Things First. I speak for the show. Uh, today, the Lakers win. But was this somehow a bad look for LeBron and AD? They did play very spirited. They really did. Not the Celtics. Uh, meanwhile, Big Joe is coming on the show next week, and he's talking about his future with the Bucs. Uh, we'll try to get through that segment with no mentions of Kyle Trask. But right now, it's time for a segment so hot, that my grandma started watching it again after dry January. It's upset alert. Chiefs underdogs yet again. What? Nothing, I'm curious how we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about, you know, go ahead and talk about my Chiefs. Line has moved to uh, two and a half, which is disrespectful and bodes poorly for San Francisco. Mahomes has an underdog career in his career, including the playoffs. He's nine and three, and he's <laughs> one and one against the spread. Yards, 320s, uh, 36 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. So he's Pass- better as an underdog than as a favorite. Yes, it's very strange. Uh, now, Broussard, I'm not going to ask you for your take here because we have all of next week. I am going to ask for an update on where you are in your take.
4: <clears throat> this is a tough one.
1: Um, <laughs> I
4: will say this I'm surprised the Niners are favorite. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs should be favorite. But uh, I am finding ammunition for both teams. I- I'm I'm deep in study. It's not a lot. Do you have a cough or something? Because you don't feel, you sound
6: a little raspy. No, because yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure hey, out you know, which. you has been staying up late studying. Exactly. I'm, really okay, okay, I'm, I'm really Why? Don't assume one way or the other. I still have a week.
3: I'm going to assume. W- what are you assuming? I'm assuming that after all year, Talking about. Well, I haven't picked either one of these teams to win the Super Bowl. Please allow me. There's no flip flop. -flop. My teams are out. (laughs) Bro, bro. please allow (laughs) me to finish. After all year talking about what was wrong with the chiefs mm-hmm. how they might be wasting patrick mahomes picking against them in round 2 picking against them in round 3 you are five times bitten six times shy and now you want to pick the chiefs no, you I'm, want I'm, to no I'm, 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 i want to finally have the pick safety the and the comfort of knowing that the team that all year long someone told you mm, they have Arguably the best defense in football and inarguably the best quarterback in football. They well, probably shouldn't be considered and also ran. And so, yeah, of they course. They played like uh, it. Okay, we'll, 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 uh, of I course, don't know where I'm at okay. yet. Of we'll figure co- it out. Week, I got course, a lot of
4: information
5: flying uh, around. The
3: Niners head. are on upset alert. And the the line to me just is almost Vegas and the betting public's priors going into the postseason about both of these teams. Because while the regular season does matter, I, I'm curious where you stand on it, I am much more interested, barring major health concerns on either side of the ball, how have you looked in this postseason? And the Chiefs That's have, a, a, you rolled your eyes at it when I said it the other day, it's not my number, according to DVOA, those you know smart football stats, yep. the hardest path of playoff opponents – uh, since they've started doing it in 19 again, I'm just uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm telling you that's what they've said. And the Chiefs, in my opinion, have looked excellent in all three playoff oh, games good. in adverse circumstances. The Niners have been at home against a seven seed, the youngest team in the league, mm-hmm. and a Lions team in its first conference championship game in what 40 years for the franchise, and they looked. Fits and starts throughout the game, so I think based on how they've looked the last month, Kansas City should That's be the they de- should, yeah right. they should be
6: regular the regular season or yeah. Niners, but yeah. yeah playoffs. I, I don't know if, it, if it's purely playoff opponents. You did face the mass unit of the Buffalo Bills, and Miami was pretty beat up too. Baltimore that, that was much more impressive win, although he didn't score in the second half. So there's those things that that go into it. Where I do think the path was a little bit easier than than it could have been. Uh, but when you look collectively, you've got the more experienced head coach. Yeah. You've got the better quarterback. You've got the better kicker. And I, I, I do think this game could come down to a field goal with a rookie kicker versus what Kansas City who's has. Shaky. It, who's been Who's been shaky. And, and it surprises me that San Francisco is, is favored. It, it doesn't make any sense. It should be the upset alert the other way as opposed right, well, to the way we're talking about yeah,
4: it. Yeah, I agree. Now – Here's the thing about upset alert. Yeah. Before I got on the show, it was literal. Uh huh. Upset alert. Yes. Yeah. Should you be on? Mm-hmm. Then I got high. I kind of took. Was it? I yeah. t- I took it to another level when I just start calling outright <laughs> yes. wins. Yeah. And they not only gonna put them on alert, they alert, they're gonna just, win. That's
3: Wild, <laughs> Just I'm real, going back to the original. Okay. Okay. Yes, they that, should be on the that, okay. okay, that's fine. But also, just to set the record straight historically, Wilds was the Punxsutawney Phil of football because Slam. he got four. <laughs> Outright winners of huge, like, massive dogs in the first six or seven weeks of the season. He then let it go to his head. Yeah. Got cowardly with his picks. The disease of more. Exactly. And since then, he has (laughs) not gotten any of them right. Oh, really? Did I call Chiefs over Bills? Hold on. (laughs) You, Brew... Had an unprecedented Records. run, Records. you got 10 out of 16 correct in the regular season. That was hot. You then let it go to your head, and in the wild card round, divisional round, and conference championship round, all three times said there would be no upsets, <laughs> even though literally half I of the playoff it. games this year have been upsets. And so up. now the only coach, you're our only hope for upset alert. They've both befouled themselves with <laughs> what it. What are you talking so, about? So Wilds. You're out. You're not Why even in anymore. Bruce seeded the ground. I'm holding the – It's coaches are on Groundhog Day. You're going to do this oh, Sorry, buddy. That is, that is a very
4: 27-20
1: Chiefs. It's pretty obvious. That's, not, that's my – 27-20? That's my pencil pick. Okay. I'm going to break out the Sharpie pick uh, next week. 27-20 Chiefs. Right. I'm just shocked that they're underdogs. That's, I, I thought that the honestly, power of Mahomes would trump everything. And here's the one and thing. And
4: the though, way the Niners have
1: looked. They haven't looked great. Are you ready to make a pick or not? no? No, okay, I got a whole week. I thought the floor Believe was mine, me, but you, you, you want to get your Chiefs oh, take, oh, get, get, yeah, into mine. My- <laughs> <sorry. laughs> no, no, the question I had for you, Coach, was uh, the thing that made me super confident in the Chiefs was when Andy Reid started to talk about their plan between the AFC, uh, AFC Conference Championship game and the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, we're going to have a few days off and then have a little bit of practice like we've done it before. So the fact that Andy Reid has an actual, like, routine for the Super Bowl, where Shanahan, I don't know what they've got.
6: Well, yeah, so when we went to that that streak of of Super Bowls, it became so much more comfortable. You understood how to prepare the week before. You understood how to deal with friends and family. You understood how to handle the week of the Super Bowl, which is very unique. And then even the game itself, it's a much longer pregame. It's a much longer halftime when you when you're not experiencing that stuff for the first time especially at those key positions it's it's a huge edge because you can burn yourself out before the game you can burn yourself out at, at halftime and when you when you understand what's coming and how it unfolds it's a totally different feeling than when we were there the first time and and as much as bill was trying to say hey this is how it's going to be until you go through it it's it's hard to to comprehend Brew, when are you going to be ready check mark on the side of the cheek. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm,
6: I'm doing glad he's
1: you're keeping
6: yeah, up. <laughs> right. I, I went past
1: <laughs> the office. There was just one light on. Yeah. It was just Bruce. Uh Jed York met with the media yesterday and talked about the moment Shanahan broke the news that their Trey Lance draft strategy not working out as planned. Turns out, bro, Brock was the guy.
0: Take a listen. Right. He grabbed me after practice. He's like, hey, hey man, we we, we got to talk. And that's generally not a good thing when your coach tells you how to (laughs) talk. Like, all right, what's up? And he's like, "Uh, I think our third string quarterback's our best quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, he's like, obviously, like, we've invested in Trey. Like, Trey's doing a good job. Like, we're going to do everything that we can. We're not going to change that. And we're not going to change the chart, the depth chart. But, like, I I think Brock will end up being our quarterback at some point.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't believe him. Oh. You think he's I, outright I making him. something Why would you not believe him? Because, because we know what they then did. It's not about Trey Lance. I totally believe that maybe Shanahan liked Brock Purdy more than Trey Lance. That I absolutely believe. But what Jed York is trying to sell us a bill of goods on is that Kyle Shanahan, last preseason or training camp, believed Brock Purdy could be their best quarterback. So then why, after literally locking him out of the building... Did you re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo? And then when Trey Lance went down, play Jimmy Garoppolo. And then when Jimmy Garoppolo had a really rough stretch, including the self-safety that we laughed at, the, the, the fumble, the, the pick six all in one game in back-to-back losses, not then be like, you know what? This quarterback that I think is awesome all along is sitting right there. Already. So I don't believe – I want to be very clear. I do not believe that. I believe that he liked him more than Trey. That I believe. I don't believe that Kyle Shanahan went to Jed York and said, our third-string quarterback's our best guy. And then two weeks later when the starter went down, he's like, but by the way, still won't play him. And then a month later when Jimmy Garoppolo was going full Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle was like, don't worry, I have a plan. Still not playing him. It doesn't make sense.
6: No. so, So you have a good football team and you've drafted a guy with the last pick in the draft and you're watching it at practice and it's unfolding the way it's unfolding and and then you you've got to go explain to the owner that this guy that you get you paid 25 million dollars over the last two years and you gave three first round draft picks isn't developing the way you want to and and jimmy g you know is has been jimmy g he's he's explaining that now he's he's setting that up but you're still looking at it as Jimmy G has won for us, and now we can get him back at a discount. So that makes sense. You don't want to go off of Trey because you've invested so much in him. So even though your eyes are telling you one thing, you still have to get past the fact of where you drafted the guy. The guy is a rookie. You have a good team. You probably have a better chance to win with a veteran than you do with a rookie. And, and I think he was setting it up if he had to go to it, but also trying ways to, to navigate through that.
4: Yeah, I'm with Coach on this. I think it's very plausible that this is what happened. And when you we we know that Trey Lance was injured, so didn't get much time with this team. All right, as far as starting games, but he did start three. And here here are the numbers for his three starts where he finished the game. And Purdy's first three starts. My point, obviously, Purdy's numbers are way better. My point is. If we say, well, Trey, he had to get used to the offense and everything. Same thing with Purdy. Like, they both – this is when Purdy had no – you know, wasn't used to the offense, was stepping in to a tough situation with the injuries. First game, our first start was Kansas City, actually. If I, or no. no, that was the first – that was a that uh, was game gym, he got that his was, reserve.
3: That, that was the first no. – right with Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey was, that was the first. The, and they got blown out. His first start was against Tom Brady, right? Right, wasn't right. It? Tampa Bay. Yeah, so,
4: but, I'm just saying – Purdy showed in a, right away that he could play, and Trey didn't.
3: So that's, it makes that's sense to me. That's fine, but none of that explains the Jimmy Garoppolo two months of their season.
6: Well, like you it, said, they knew they could they, win they, with they Garoppolo. They had one with him, and they had a team that they felt like but, could still okay. win. And when you're playing a rookie, there's going to be growing pains. Typically, there's a lot more growing pains than what he felt.
3: this they've this had. This felt a lot, and I love the guy, but a lot like LeBron being like, hey, you know, I saw this before anybody else type of thing. That's what it felt like to me, that genuine. No, being like, more, oh, yeah. It
6: felt more like, hey, i got to tell the owner I blew this gigantic investment we just made, so I better give it to him in little yeah. chunks. But, okay.
1: <laughs> no shots at LeBron in the show. Slate <laughs> show went into Boston without AD, and LeBron enrolled the Celtics, who are great at home but have lost three out of their last five at home. Also, there were rumblings that LeBron could slash should ask for a trade, which Rich Paul deaded today saying LeBron won't be traded and we aren't asking for a trade. (laughs) That's the end of that. Uh, So, Brew, who did this game look worse for? The Celtics, who were never really in this game, or the Lakers, who won without AD and LeBron?
4: Well, honestly, I don't think it looked bad for either. Obviously, the Celtics were expected to win. It was only their third loss in 25 games at home. They obviously took the Lakers lightly, mm-hmm. came out there, found out themselves in the game, and really could never get a rhythm to win the game. And a lot of times, when I played in college and a star was out, because I was like a role player, you're excited. Like, oh, I'm getting more shots. Yeah. Austin, and, Reeves know, Austin Reeves was excited. Right. So the Lakers came out and played better. For LeBron and AD, I don't think it makes them look bad, but this is what I, this, to me, this is the moral of that game. As I've been saying, I don't think the Lakers supporting cast is that bad. I think it's good. I think the Lakers, I I won't say their biggest problem because these are their two best players, but your best player, AD, at this point, is not an alpha, and he's got a number one game but not a number one mentality, Mm -hmm. and then your other best player, LeBron, is 39, and even though he's the best 39-year-old we've ever seen, he – at that age, you can't give it all up on defense. What made LeBron great, people are looking at his numbers, Nick, like these are his career numbers, 25, 7, and 7. He's not close to what he used to be because he used to wreak havoc defensively, and at times even, he would just be like, I'm taking Derrick Rose and locking yeah. him up or whatever. He can't do that anymore, so they, their two best players just aren't going to lead
3: him. So it, sh- it should be noted, oddly, and this doesn't really pass the eye test, but mm-hmm. it is true, that The perimeter defender who's holding opponents to the lowest field goal percentage of the entire league is LeBron, which speaks to the fact that I actually think he can, in spurts, get to an elite defensive level, and I think you saw it oddly. Yeah, I think you saw it in the in-season tournament final. And I think that you've seen, and you saw it last year at times in the playoffs, that w- there's a lot of reasons 39-year-old LeBron is not prime LeBron. And the most notable is not just the defensive side of things. Prime LeBron was the greatest physical athlete I had ever seen in the league. I, this is not a LeBron Jordan thing or whatever. Just the size, speed, strength. It was un- it was unbelievable. And he's not that level of athlete anymore. There's a lot of things. He doesn't have the energy. He can't play as many minutes. All of it. I I don't think, though, this looked bad for LeBron and AD. I don't think LeBron or AD have taken shots at their teammates. I don't, certainly not AD. I didn't look at LeBron's hourglass thing as shots at the teammates. This, LeBron has not this year done the, remember when he was with the Cavs and he said on the record, we need a bleeping playmaker or the, when he was we're with, top heavy yeah, as yeah, or he said, we're top heavy as hell or the openly pining for Kyrie Irving to be traded to the team. I think LeBron doesn't like the coach. Now, you can say that's unfair, or anyone can say that's unfair. I'm, I don't think LeBron has you know, has taken shots at his teammates pri- publicly at all, not even like the subtle passive-aggressive ones, unless you read the hourglass emoji as that, and that's not how I read it. Mm-hmm. I read it as patience running thin on Darvin Ham. I think this looks worse for the Celtics. There we go. The Celtics were 20, and people say they're really good at home. Well they had been they were 20 and 0 at home 20 and 0 and now they've lost 3 of 5 at home and I understand coming out kind of sleepy overlooking opponent you were 15 point favorites did the Celtics have yet yeah, last night the five best players in the game was the Celtics starting five probably who, I mean close so, yeah I mean right exactly, yeah. brown Tatum Porzingis Drew, Drew Derek Drew. White yeah that's the five best players in the game you're not supposed to lose, and it's hard for me to believe, Wilds, that the Boston Celtics playing the Los Angeles Lakers in the Boston Garden on national television is a game you don't come out ready for, yet that's what happened. So I think the answer is the Celtics' side of things by far.
1: What would you need to see, Brew? Because I understand, I listened to Tatum, and Tatum was kind of just nonchalant, saying like, ah, it's a bad day at work. You guys have a bad day at work? And... You're either taking that glass half full as he's 100% right, glass half empty, this is canary in the coal mine that this team has some fundamental issues of just being very nice team but maybe not a championship intensity. And I'll just throw it to another game that kind of threw me up. Okay. the reason I think of that. When the Pistons were on their long losing streak – they went into Boston and forced overtime that Tatum, I think, came alive in overtime, and they won. I'm like, man, you guys aren't just stomping on the Pistons. feels like you're looking for times to take a breath. Maybe it's normal, or maybe you're not a championship squad. I know it's better TV if we come on here
4: after every game. <laughs> yeah. How in the world did they lose you? Look, the elite teams in the league are going to lose between 20 and 30 games in the regular season. Sure. All right, so this is not a big deal. Now, I will say this there is no excuse for the Celtics not to at least get to the finals this year. Philadelphia with Embiid, we don't know where that stands. Milwaukee's looking, you know, they got their issues. Milwaukee went into
1: Portland and lost. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, they
4: got a new coach, they got their issues. And you know the Knicks, Miami, Cleveland, like
3: there's no excuse for the Celtics this year not to get to the finals. Except you know what the excuse is, and probably will be, the Miami Heat exists. N- M- no, Miami's going to be. They are. They got more talent than Miami. Yeah. Miami's going to be tough because they're just so tough. They're going to they start. I think
4: Rozier. They're when are they going to start.
3: Yeah. When the playoffs start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like. Look at what I did. Next week, Look, oh yeah, exactly. uh, just call it the Nick Wright In guest booking minutes. service. <laughs> it's
1: actually Keir.
3: Shout out to Keir, but it's my guys.
1: Fantastic. Uh, uh, Wednesday and Friday, and we'll have more surprise guests yeah. coming up too. Exactly. We don't have them booked yet, but we're just hoping. Yeah. Uh, metal's time. Bruce is gonna passed. get us cut. The <laughs> <laughs> <Jared. laughs> Get
5: who? Kyle Trask.
1: <laughs> I bet we could, could. Easily. Be I bet we could, too. I like Kyle We should get Kyle Trask. No, we shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cavs won. They're 9-1 in the last – no one's talking about the Cavs. Cavs Bronze medal. You have a TV show. Talk about them. You're the did. leader of the show. Bronze medal. It.
3: Austin Reeves, 32 points. Putting it on the Celtics. A lot of Celtics fans were watching that being like, man, I like Austin Reeves. <laughs> Silver medal, <laughs> Jalen Jalen Brunson 40 points a heartfelt post game interview I read that was sincerely happy for the guy gold medal timepiece with a career high 51 there's a medal nice. stand from last night in this <laughs> big show said
1: contract talks are going to pick up now that the Bucks have decided on Liam Cohen as their offensive coordinator Brew we've got the big show on the show next week do you want to do the interview, or we can fire up that other camera on the fourth floor and you can interview Kyle Trask? <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: your choice. Maybe we can uh, do it together. The, but look at what's on the bottom line, yeah, bro. Well, also, will you
1: apologize <laughs> for
4: not believing in the big show? No, I'm going to tell him, though, that I was a skeptic, and he proved me wrong. And, oh, and, that's
2: and, nice. You
3: know, yeah. I, give, him little, give him his love. I, In total sincerity, sincerity, and it's not just because he's coming on the show, I find it fascinating how likable he seems to be amongst other NFL guys. Yeah. Well,
4: and I was ca- surprised charisma. that it fell apart in Cleveland. It seemed like, you know, they had tired of him. The, because that because before that it seemed like it was And, great.
3: but like at the event last night, whether yeah. it was him He's making awesome. fun of himself, saying the last pass I threw was to Detroit or the, the, the everything that he said, I thought Derek was – Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes, thank but you. he
1: feels – I mean, I know confidence has always been his thing. He feels even more confident – to the point where you can be, like, self-deprecating. That's what I took from yeah. the Derek Barnes thing and the Amara St. Brown. Like, ah, you made fun of me. It's all good. Like, I'm the big show. Yeah. Right. That was great. bro. So. So. I don't think you should
3: apologize. I just think you should wear the jerseys for the interview. That's good. And not no? mention it. Yeah, Someone's got to wear d- the
1: jersey. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you can't expense it. You just have it here. <laughs> Speak is up next. We'll see you Monday <laughs> at 3 o'clock. Have a great weekend.